Hi everyone, John Meyer here for our totally unscripted, unique podcast series with Jeff Barr, Corey Quinn, and Stephen Barr. Now, in series one, I kind of set the stage that we immediately showed up at Jeff's house to start setting up and talking about his new studio and God knows where we were going with the conversation because it was totally unscripted. We walked down into Jeff's basement, uh, which is where his awesome studio is set up, and he, we all start talking. We start conversing. And I'm like, wait, guys, I got to get the camera set up. So you notice in video one or series one, however you want to put it, is that we started mid-conversation. And that's because I needed to get this set out. And this was this has no flow for it for where we're going next within the conversation. In video one, we talked about Jeff's network. Don't forget, you can't screenshot or share that out. From the Power Shades to Master Dance Party at Corey Quinn's house with his kids. In this video, we're actually talking about Paul Allen and his computer museum, his airfield museum. I also did one of us purchase a yacht, hmm, potentially, but you got to stay tuned for it in this entire series. How to wire and crimp networking cables that also, if you just pay attention closely, Amazon Luna visits us within this podcast. And uh, is there a dad school? There is this awesome place south of Seattle called the Living Computer Museum that's unfortunately closed forever as far as we can tell, but Paul Allen funded when he was alive. So it used to be Living Computer Museum. Yeah, the computers are still alive, but acquired <laughs> uh, all this ancient hardware, and then he hired a bunch of people that were like mostly these like kind of senior citizens that had worked on it and brought it all back to life. So they would scour mm. the world to find old software and old disk packs and old everything. Before vacuum tubes, to don't ask me why. Yeah, and and they would they would do their best to use like the same vintage of electronics, but if they couldn't, they would build something modern, but then hide it away inside something old. Mm. It was such a cool thing, and then it closed early in the pandemic, and then Paul passed away mm. without leaving any actual provision in his will for how to keep this going. And it, it's mm. there's all this awesome stuff down there in a building that's locked, and all the local tech folks are like, "Can we just buy that? Can we have it? Like we will." gladly figure out a way to pool our resources and get this place reopened and so far nothing. His, his sister is in the process of um, liquidating his estate and the, the museum has got to be a $5 million piece of it at the very, yeah. very best. So it's nothing, right? He's got multiple yachts that were sold for yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars a piece. Uh, yes. Yeah. Now, now that's the complexifying of life that like... Yeah, I, I don't know I how to wrap my head so. around that. It's like you, like you just like forget about this five million dollar thing in your will because it isn't big enough yeah. to think about. Like, but but you could easily have said, well, this is important enough that I will put a small percent, right? Yeah. You could put like half what, of a percent, hundred million dollars somewhere, and say, I the the return on this will fund us forever. Yeah. It, it it's really sad that he didn't well, do that. The sad thing is, yeah. even without the money part of it. There's enough people willing to volunteer their own money, yeah. even though there's you know billions of dollars sitting there somewhere. Yeah. There's enough people willing to volunteer their own money and time. It's just a matter of getting through the bureaucracy of his yeah. estate. And, it, yeah. For all of his wealth, I don't get the idea that he was actually super sophisticated about some things. Like, yeah. It's not yeah. actually clear that he left a really like clean will, just based on some of the confusion I've read about in the press of yeah. like, what's going to happen next. With He, he also had this incredible, um, like an airfield north that was this Warbirds Museum. And he bought all these ancient planes, again, had them all restored to flying condition. The whole collection was sold off to some 
some heir to some fortune somewhere, and it's like, ah, there goes a big, big loss for Seattle of this yeah. amazing collection. He died young, didn't he? 60s, yeah, yeah. I think. A little weird. Yeah. Just a little weird for, you know, sometimes you can have all that money and not be super sophisticated about your health or your finances or something. It's yeah. like when, you, when you're swimming in that much money. What's it matter? Yeah, it's... I, I get that sense sometimes. I mean, when you, when you have multiple yachts, like, at, at one point he owned three of the ten largest yachts in the world. Yeah, the nesting doll yacht problem. Yeah. <laughs> one of them is a service, you need a backup. And... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's like, well, I guess if you're a yacht owner like that, there's different parts of the world where you'd like them to be. For different oh, yacht yeah. seasons. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's my understanding. But um, and usually you're moving them around from one place to another. I think it's called Yahtzee. No, no, <laughs> we're not playing those games. No, no, there's a you, you either um, yeah. you either hire crews to like take them from place to place, or there's this there's this like gigantic boat carrier thing that takes multiple yachts that you like float them on top of the. Oh, is this for people who want to go summering in Monaco? Yeah, in other words, it's a ship shipping trip. It's a ship shipping ship. Yeah. It's like containers instead of it's, it's a pretty big deal. You can find some videos of this, and it's actually kind of amazing that this this exists. weird thing exists to fill yeah. this niche of like, well, you need to like move your hundred plus foot yacht from point A to point B, and some of those yachts are kind of harbor yachts. They're they're not really meant to go out on the open ocean. They just are not durable enough for that. So. She spent $100 million on a yacht. It's like, yeah, it's great, but don't put it in the water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty much so, yeah. It was a real big loss to lose lose Paul. He was, yeah. I mean, he owns the. Interesting the yacht ownership with Jeff Paul. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there there was a time when Comrie was like super interested in getting like a a small boat. Like I was thinking like less than twenty feet, and then this random friend of hers like, oh, a friend of mine has one for sale, and it was like close to forty. Yeah. Um, He's like, just set the money on fire. It's no, it, no, he's yeah. like, let me like show you how to pilot it, and we, mm. so we we go out on like Union, and it's really hard to pilot the boat. It's really really hard. It's not like a car where you just like mm -hmm. take all your feet off the pedals and it just stops there. But you, you've got wind and current that are still pointy, like still driving you. So you can't. There's no brakes, and then you're in this harbor, and your feet like you can you can look around you, and you're surrounded by tens of millions of dollars of boats. And if you don't pilot with precision, you're going to like actually This bumper car ride like, is going to suck for someone. Yeah, yeah. and my, you talk to the friends, like, oh, that's why we have insurance. It's like, no, that is... <laughs> <laughs> well, and 20 to 40, that's exponential growth and complexity. Well, that's not double. That's... Yeah. That's well, you, you have to like more. worry. You have to like understand the whole electrical system in depth because you're plugged into shore power and then when you switch from shore power to boat power, there's all the switchover stuff and if you don't understand it, it's like, okay, you just put... 400 volts in the wrong place, and there goes your electrical. And it was it, it was hard enough to pilot that by the end of his like ride, I'm like, this is not for me. And then he's like, let me just show you around. Like there's these two panels on the like the rear deck, and he pulls them up, and like it's all just pumps and compressors and wires and pipes. And it's like I don't need to understand how all that stuff works. I'll just pay you to take me on a boat ride sometime. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, be yeah. really really happy. Yeah, it's right on the complexity part. Hello. I was thinking about. Think about this number the other day. If you took all the computer stuff that you know we had when I was a kid and put it on a scale versus all your electronics now and put it on the scale, it would be hundreds of pounds. But way back then, right? Yeah. Think about all the monitors and oh, the, the monitors. Are, those those like gigantic micron monitors that were seventy. Yeah, you know, I was lugging those in land parties in the front seat of the car. Now, if you pull one of the old Radio Shack catalog, it's like, can you find any device in here that serves a function that your phone doesn't do? Yeah. Like yep. anything at all. Yeah. Exactly.
Yeah, all that stuff we don't need anymore. Yeah, remember we used to do the uh, we used to do the land parties, and we had Ethernet cables running out the back of the house and to oh, the neighbor's house. Yeah, I remember. That. I remember that. Oh, those were. Well, we used to do it, and the cables would run out the back of the house through the neighbor's house, and then to the next neighbor yeah, over so his we house. So we had a really good friend of ours in the you know, one ex one house, and then the next house down the street. And my little brother. Well, the Specs has a hundred meters. Let's test it. Exactly. Yeah. And so we had a, we got a hundred meter crossover oh. cable, Xbox to Xbox, mm. um, because my brother and his friends would play over there, and we do you know four on four Halo games uh, over this Ethernet okay. in different houses. We had the crossover things, MDX audio and MDI MDIX AutoSense wasn't a thing back then. Ooh. That's right. You remember yeah. we just the pin out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Crimp this oh. cable myself. Oh god. Yeah. That's why I never work half the time when I crimp the cable myself. It's, <laughs> Like one of the best days of my life in data center works was the day I realized I could actually pay someone to do it for me. It was, oh my god, someone is good at things? Yes, please. <laughs> kind of. I, there's a little bit of danger of losing the ability to do stuff. Yeah. That, that's something I've noticed a lot, is that it's way too easy to say, oh, someone can fix this for me, someone yeah. can do whatever for yeah. me. And I've tried to like literally make sure I can still go hands-on with just about anything. Yeah, and I can crimp two or three cables, and that's yeah. enough. There's now six hundred that need to be done. I'm gonna pay no, my guys to do that for I don't know. I, I noticed that you talk to people about like simple mechanical stuff, and like, oh my gosh, that's like magic. And it's like, well, I, I it just, just works. Doing that all the time, like like using a wrench or a hammer or a soldering iron or like a knife or things like that, and it's like, oh, not let alone like a three D printer or something. A lot of people are like, oh, that's just wow. That's how did you learn how to do that? And yeah, but pull open that drawer behind you, like. No, 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 that one. Oh, oh yeah, not that one. Uh, no, 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 the top one. The top, no, top one. Okay. Yeah, so that, that's a cool yeah, thing I'll learn how to do. Um, there's this awesome stuff called shadow foam. And I mm. saw this video. And you, they actually sell you this, like, you get the foam and you buy a, um, they give you this actual, like, medical grade scalpels to cut the foam. Mm. And you cut those nice impressions. Uh, and, uh, see, and that is nice. my kind. Yeah. Right there. It, it's so, it's nice. so fun to get all this stuff organized. Like it's part of like having a nice working environment is keeping it clean, organized, labeled. You know exactly where everything is. Yeah, and also as I was talking, my uh, my daughter Bianca used to do um, aerospace at Blue Origin, hmm. and she said, "Dad, you're protecting against FOD, which is foreign object damage. Which like when you're working on like an actual like spaceship, you never want to you want to make sure you have track of all your tools, so you didn't leave something behind in the wrong place." And she's like. Yep, you're protecting against FOD. I'm surprised sure you, you don't see more of this in, you know, uh, operating theaters. Like how many how many scalpels did we have? It's probably yeah. fine. And they just count. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it was seven. I'm not <laughs> sure. <I'm laughs> <laughs> so, one of the inadvertent nicknames. But, but like, own, owning that stuff yeah. and using it properly is like, I, I don't want to ever lo lose the ability to be hands-on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With things. It, it's just so useful. Like. I still rent, so it's one of those, because, you know, San Francisco's a two-exit town. But for me, it's always been a, like, I will wind up replacing a light switch or a doorknob, no problem. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now it's time for some, anything deeper than that, like plumbing or whatnot. No, it's, no, oh, no, 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 I, I won't. I won't do plumbing or electric or stuff with ele electric saws. Plumbing is really relaxing. We also do JavaScript, and at least we can properly put up your heat. I know, so like we, I own a couple of rental properties and we redid one of the houses where I did all the plumbing in it. Oh, wow. And okay. now when I redid our bathroom, my son came in and he helped me out with the entire process. And I, I showed him how to use PEX and do all the plumbing for okay. it. And he goes, Dad, where did you learn all this stuff? Dad's school? And I'm like, no, nope. just do it. Just uh -huh. start learning. You break it. But did you learn it as an adult or when you were growing up? Uh, grown up. Okay. Yeah, grown up. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, 
if it's your family thing that you grew up doing that, yeah. you, it's just ingrained in you. But yeah. the rest of us are like at a loss. Of like, I never, I never even was never taught how to work on a house. Never taught any of that stuff. I just started doing it, and when something broke, I didn't do that again. I did, you know. Yeah. I just worked. But how are you? Oh, please. There are limits because I'll do engines. Yeah, but tr uh, automatic transmissions. No, that's in the category of things that go sprawling when you open them. That's not something I want to deal with. So that's find a specialist. No, obviously, with the plumbing, like how lucky were you at YouTube and like, we were able to oh, figure yeah. this stuff out? Yeah. 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 So, the only time I've done plumbing when we were doing our off grid thing, that was really fun. And we built an off grid shower and I tried to make it out of copper. Yeah. And I asked my daughter, who was eight at the time, I said, can you watch this YouTube video on soldering copper? And then, while I'm doing this, I'm going to get frustrated. And he makes sure I don't forget any steps. And she did. So, oh, dad, you need the wet rag on the joint at this point to make sure that it. It, you know, anneals properly. It was really fun to like, do that oh, together. Yeah. Like, we would have never had, I would have never figured that out. I would have burned burned through, you know, thousands of dollars in supplies figuring it out. And now just being able to watch some person on, on YouTube who's done it a thousand yeah, times. Yeah, and they're so comforting when they talk about this and they demonstrate and they explain easy steps. Like, I remember working on stuff with my dad and I learned I am crap at holding the flashlight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so just got oh. yelled about Yeah. Uh oh uh, those are some good things yeah uh, yeah i don't know acquiring those skills and just like using I, I just think it's always yeah always worthwhile and like whatever's your comfort zone of doing it and like I'm, I'm very protective of just like i don't want to like burn myself or cut myself but yeah i'm happy to do printing and mechanical assembly and stuff like that and but hey, when American Chopper came out on Discovery Channel, we got a welder and oh, we, we did, did some welding. Yes, yeah, we did. We, we learned how to weld, which was. Did a, you make a chopper? We got most of the way there. <laughs> we, I mean, we tried to make a mini chopper. I bought some plans on eBay, and we tried to. We was, got we got the back wheel mounted. We got the yeah. fork to work. We, we made uh, considerable progress. We made some progress. It didn't. Yeah, I think we. Did, did we actually get the engine it. connected to the? Yeah, the I wheel. We were struggling with getting the engine working on this little. Uh, eBay torque converter thing that we bought. So I, we didn't make it all the way. We made some progress. We learned about cutting and measuring and welding. Yeah, we and we, from, from a standing start, we actually learned how to weld stuff pretty well, which is yes. a, a good skill to have. It, it does feel like these, these skills are very aligned, or at least they occur frequently with folks who work on computers all day long, because we're just doing that now with, you know, mental abstractions more than anything else. Uh, Except there's no undo for all the physical stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, I was into hardware much as a kid, yeah. I break software, well I can like restore from backup, you know, the second time, because the first time you never ever back up, and then, oh, I should start taking those. But with things you physically break, it's like, well, that's money. Yeah. Well, that about wraps it up for video two of this totally unscripted series. I hope you really enjoyed this one because we've got another five more coming this way. There are a total of seven within this series. They're very short, energetic, entertaining. And I honestly, while I'm watching these and going through it, I'm still laughing because I can't believe some of the things that were said throughout the video. Now, video three is super exciting because it answers the question, is Corey Quinn joining AWS in replacement of Jeff when he retires? What about Jeff's posts? What's the process look like? Are they constantly reviewed? Is PR involved? And do you know what a typewriter is? Well, everybody, my name's John Meyer. I hope you like video number two in this series because we got a lot more on the way and this was totally fun to do at Jeff's house. And until next time.